Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Look at this, 1 Thessalonians 3.11. This is a, a letter. It's a letter from Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church in Greece in Thessaloniki. Some say Thessaloniki. And look what he says here as we continue. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. They miss each other. Believers want to be together. That's why y'all are here on a Wednesday night. You say, man, there's, there's only a few of us. There's 20, there's 25. Yeah, but I mean, those of you that are hardcore Wednesday nighters, this is your spot. This is where you come. And, and we, we hear from each other. We hear from God and we go verse by verse. Um, that's why you come on Sundays. That's why you're in connect groups. That's why you go to church events here. Um, we have something coming up, the Flourish Night, the Flourish event for ladies. Last year we had 400 women. Why? The ladies wanted to gather together. Yeah, it's still hard to believe, isn't it? That was going on a year ago. And every seat in this house was taken, and the men that were here helping, were bringing, we were bringing in chairs, and we had 400 women in here. We've never had anything quite like that. And why? Believers want to worship together. You strengthen each other. Let me just tell you this. You can't do it on your own, and you can't just do it at home. Now, there's seasons... You say, man, in COVID, I had to do it at home. I was, okay, fine. But then we hope that you tuned in. We, we really got into the, the online streaming during that time. But you're called to serve God together. We make each other better. Scripture says two are better than one, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. What does that mean? The thicker the rope, the harder it is to tear, right? And I love this, this, this Spanish uh, illustration analogy is, no somos much, no somos Machos, pero somos muchos. We're not real tough and manly, but there's a lot of us. You can't whip all of us, right? <laughs> That's always made me laugh. No somos machos, pero somos muchos. Funny. So look at the next verse. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. Let's hang out on this verse for a little while. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people Grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. Just a few, and then we're going to do another scripture reference. We're going to take a side journey tonight. W what are a few attributes of love? Mm -hmm. being, being, gentle heart, being gentle with people. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It sums it up really well. And I'm going to go ahead and just read through all of it. If I, if I could speak all the languages, languages of earth and of angels, speak in tongues, everything else, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm praying, I'm praying, but I'm not walking in love. I'm just making noise, all right? If I had the gift of prophecy, and prophecy's good, right? And if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could, what, move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nada. I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. <laughs> love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It, it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Some of those I'm really good at. Some <laughs> the Lord is working on <laughs> daily. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, let, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures, I love that, through every circumstance. Talking about love. 
prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. Well, one day, right, we get to heaven, why will you need that? Some have said, see, that proves that that has been, that has been done away with. No, it's talking about the very future. It says, but love will last forever. When you're in heaven, are we going to need to speak in tongues and prophesy? No, you will be in God's presence. Everything will be known. All you need will be there forever. You won't even need lamps. Scripture says everything will be lit up by his glory. So that, that tells you here you'll be covered. Prophecy and speak. Let me read that again. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages or tongues, right? And special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. God never tells you everything, right? But when the time of perfection comes, when we're in heaven, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, he goes on to say, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Or have you, have you ever looked through glass that's translucent? That means it allows some light to pass through, and you just see shadows and stuff, and it's not clear. Or, or a mirror's dirty, or a window's dirty, you're like, that's not clear. He said, we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. Well, I'm seeing that, but I don't know what it is. But then, one day, right, we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. What are they? Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Not human love. You guys have watched reality shows and dating shows and The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and the I love you, I love you, I love you, and it can quickly turn to hate. Quickly. Why? Because that's human love. God's love, it's temporary. God's love, agape, is forever. You just love completely and thoroughly. That's what this is talking about. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Praise God. So let's go, go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and I'm going to read verse 12 again. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. Every day is a chance for you to walk in love, just like every day is a chance for you to walk in patience and kindness. Take this for what it is, not a spiritual show it tried to be. What, what was the name what was the name of that one where Steve Carell was like a modern-day Noah? Was it Evan Almighty? Did y'all ever see that silly thing? And Morgan Freeman was God, supposed, supposedly. And he was talking to him, and he made an interesting point. I like Morgan Freeman. He's just a really convincing actor to me. He's just one of my favorites. But he said, when you pray for patience, do I give you patience, or I give you the opportunity to be patient? Interesting thought. I'm not quoting chapter and verse there, but it's something to think about. Every day you have a chance to show your love. Every single day, every moment. Some of you are huggers. Some of you are not. Some of you would rather not be touched. You'd rather say, hi, I love you. You'd like to give someone loving words. But hey, I'm going to tell you, you can manifest your love in different ways. You can. You can show your love in different ways. People give gifts. People give food. People give uh, touch or words of affirmation, quality time. But let me tell you this right now. You are called to love as a believer. Two of the main things we do is believe in love. And Scripture says faith works by love. So you need to walk in love and practice. You just practice it. You practice it, you practice it. 
Treat people how you want to be treated. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. All right, verse 13. May he, as a result, wait, whoops. Did we skip one? 1 Thessalonians 3, 13. Does my, does my Bible have an extra verse? Or is it, the computer might be glitching because just so y'all know, Liz is one of the best. There it is. No? Yeah, that's, Liz, is that weird? I know. I know. I see it. It's crazy. There it is. There, we, we found it. Y'all good? Is everybody okay? You don't feel stressed out, do you? I don't feel stressed out. Liz has got it. She's, I'm telling you, she's one of the best. I feel like sometimes Liz can read my mind, too. Like, I'll hesitate on a verse or do something, and then she'll, she puts me and helps me to keep, keep on track of where I'm going. Look at what this says. May he, as a result, make your heart strong. This is powerful. Make your heart strong, blameless, and holy. You need a strong heart for this world, don't you? You say, you mean the physical pumping organ? Well, we need a, that strong heart, too. But we, we're talking about your, your spirit and your soul. Heart in, in the, it's, the words used for spirit and soul are translated as heart many times in Scripture. The inner you. Because you are a spirit, right? You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. Okay? So, man, may he make your heart strong. Because mm. your spirit is already reborn. Once you accept Jesus, your spirit is reborn. But your mind, how many of you know your mind, your will, and your emotions need work, even as believers? That's your desires and your decision-making abilities and your thinking, all right? May you make your heart strong, blameless, and holy. What is holy? All it means is not, it's not a religious word. You say, oh, y'all are holy. Well, it just means set apart. You're different. The Hebrews, that's how they describe God in the Old Testament. Kadosh, I believe, is the Hebrew word in in. That's Hebrew. In the New Testament, it's hageos. It means set apart and different, peculiar. You ever had someone go tell you, you're different? Hmm. I've had people tell me, you know what I've noticed? And they didn't know who I was or what I did or whatever. They go, you, uh, you don't cuss. Well, I hope not. <laughs> right? I better not. You're different. Oh, I've had people go, what church do you go to? I go, how do you know I went to church? And they said, I can just tell. Okay. When my wife was in the hospital, this touched my heart. We had a nurse, and man, she was on it. She was an older lady. She was experienced. But man, she was active and lit and intelligent and just, she was just solid. My wife had such great nurses when we, we um, after her surgeries. I'm sure before, during, and after. But the lady looked at me and goes, huh. She said, you have an aura of goodness. I'd never been told that. She said, it's like goodness is surrounding you. I said, really? I'm a pastor. She goes, ah, okay, y'all are pastors. Yeah, she said, yeah, there's goodness around you. I said, that is really sweet. Praise God. That was a very nice thing to say. So may he, as a result, make your heart strong. Strength means able to withstand temptation, hard times, changing seasons, Bitcoin prices going up and down. I don't know if y'all are Bitcoin investors. Stock market going up and down, interest rates going up and down, oil field going up and down. Do you guys remember in 2020? I still remember where my wife and I were driving when they go, the oil, oil prices are now negative. Do you all remember that? 
I'm all, how do you get negative oil prices? Does that mean y'all are going to give me barrels of oil? What does that mean? I still don't understand that. I guess it means nobody wants to buy. It was brief, but do y'all remember that? It was crazy. Oil prices went negative. It was right around COVID there. It, it, was, it was showing things were about to get weird. But God can keep your heart strong through it all. Someone say through it all. Mm -hmm. May he as a result make your heart strong, blameless, meaning no blame, no blame, and holy, set apart and different, Christ-like, as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his what? Holy people. Amen. I guess we'll get into chapter 4 tonight. Let's do verse 1. I was thinking of just staying right there at the end of chapter 3, but we got a few more minutes. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. Hmm. How do you do that? Well, let's keep reading. You live what? This way already. And we encourage you to do so even more. Keep striving for just being separate and different from the world. Not religious, but a stronger relationship with God. For you remember that what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. Look at this. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Let me break that down real quickly. Sexual sin is any sexual activity outside of marriage, but now, modern day, we have to clarify, marriage between a man and a woman. Because I've had some people say, no, they're, they're faithful. I'm like, yeah, but that's a woman and a woman, that's a man and a man, so that's, that's just sin and lust. That's not the way God... Scripture says... Folks will tell you this, before I say what Scripture says. Folks will say, well, Jesus didn't mention that. He didn't? He said, from the beginning, God created male and female. That's what Jesus said. Now you say, man, I've got family that's living like this and living like that. Look, we love people, but we reject sin. We can love it. Don't, don't let the world trick you and intimidate you into, I have to agree with what they're doing. You can disagree with what they're doing and accept the people and say, no, I love you, but this is wrong. And if it gets you in a fight, then stop bringing it up to them. Let God deal with them. But you do not have to agree with that. And I know it intimidates and it freaks some people out. And some people, I've said this before, but I feel like I need to say it again tonight, maybe for someone on the live stream. Some folks, even Christian parents, say, man, my son or daughter went gay. So, uh, you know, they're going to heaven and there's all this. Look, that is sin and lust. And it's absolutely, diametrically opposed to Scripture meaning it's on the opposite end of the spectrum of what Scripture says. Scripture explains Scripture. You say, man, are you hating on people? No, I love people. Ask any gay person that I've ever met. They felt love for me. I treat them with kindness. I go out of my way to treat them kindly. But it doesn't mean I agree with their sin. But it, it's just like heterosexual sin, right? Men and women sleeping around with the opposite sex. That's wrong, too. Sin is sin. There's just Here's the issue with sin. It's all sin, and it all separates us from God, but different sins have different consequences. Right? Messing with someone's husband or wife has way different consequences than me telling a white lie. A white lie, a pink lie, whatever, right? Lying. Uh, does that mean it's little, insignificant, whatever? A green lie. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. I want to stop there tonight. And that is 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, right? We're going to hang out there and just stop there. And we'll begin there next, next week. But 
don't, don't let the world deceive you. See, the world, here's how the world operates. The world operates in sensuality, perversion, and lust. They do. It's not creative and it's not new, but the enemy has brought this into society now where it's, it's lesbianism and homo- homosexuality, but that's something that was going on thousands of years ago, and God has always dealt with that. We're in a season of time where God is giving people lots of chances and lots of chances and lots of chances and lots of chances. Many have called it the age of grace since Jesus. But eventually God's judgment comes because he is what? A holy God. He can't be in the presence of sin. And people say, man, is it fair? Is it this? Uh, God's a God of love. He shouldn't do that. Yeah, but love, even true love, has boundaries. Can you imagine? A, a man telling his wife, oh, you don't let me go sleep around, so you must not love me. Hmm. Scripture says God is a jealous God, but that's not a jealousy like human jealousy. It's different. It comes with righteous indignation and judgment, and he deals with it, folks. I don't know who this is for tonight. You may have had questions. God's will is for you to be holy, different, set apart. So stay away from all sexual sin. Let me repeat myself. Sexual sin is sexual activity outside of marriage that is between a man and a woman. And remember, we're we're not cool or modern or enlightened when we say, oh, no, you know, I'm I'm a believer, but people should be able to marry who they want, whether it's male or female or whatever. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. There was a guy, I believe he was in California years ago. I'd say look it up, but don't. I mean, that could be a something weird but the guy wanted to marry his laptop he said i get all the sexual pleasure i need from my laptop from pornography so he's going to marry his laptop and then other people go no us three we're going to get married have you heard of that one i think they did that in thailand years ago that's nothing new under the sun once you start taking the lid off and say oh male can marry male and female can marry female what what's next really mark my words Look at scripture. Humanity apart from God doesn't get better. They get increasingly worse and it gets demonic and dangerous for children. And you know what I mean? It's perverted and wicked. So stay in the word this year. I don't know how many of you are in the Bible app um, with Pastor John that he initiated. That is awesome. I'm reading the word too. I felt led to do something different this year. I'm not doing it the exact way everybody else is doing. But hang in there. I felt led this year to Get into the word, and as I read, pick out words and look at, look at those words in the ancient languages and study them. That's a nerdy thing to do, but I like it. I, y'all know me. I love words and languages, so I'm, I'm learning some different words here. And in the Old Testament, I'm in, you know, reading through the chapters and studying Hebrew words. But here's my point tonight. Stay in the word. Can I get an amen? Stay in the word. It'll keep you walking in truth because there's all kinds of lies and deception out there. Keep the faith. Y'all can do it. God has something amazing for you this year. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes, if you would, please. Is there anyone in this house who would say, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight or next week, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. I need to get right with God. I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. If that is you tonight on the live stream or in this house, if you're in this house, raise your hand. You say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus. I've never accepted Jesus. Raise that hand if that's you. God bless you, Micah, for your courage. Let's pray together as a family, if you would. Let's pray together. This young lady raised her hand. Let's, let's pray together to accept Jesus and make him our Lord tonight. Everybody in the house say, Heavenly Father, I believe 
I can't save myself. I'm a sinner without you. Say, I call upon the name of Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Come into my heart. Say, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Not the world system, not the devil. I confess Jesus as my Lord. And say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I receive you in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, I thank you for these amazing folks, the blood of Jesus over them. Protect them. Give them favor this year. 2024, how on earth are we here? How on earth did we get here, Lord? I know you're going to take us and take care of us. You are the same God who saved us and the same God who will keep us. The same God who protects us. The same God who walks with us. The same God who protects us and has his hand of grace and mercy over us. We receive all that you have to offer. We will never reject it, Lord. We love you tonight. We worship you. We're so grateful for your promises and your presence. Your protection. Your provision. We thank you for it tonight, Father. In Jesus' name.